0: This episode is brought to you by Vanta. Vanta's trust management platform helps you quickly assess risk, streamline security reviews, and automate compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, and more. Learn how by watching Vanta's on-demand demo at vanta.com slash WSJ.
1: Coming up on The Money Beat Show, it is your look at the week ahead, a packed data calendar. On Wednesday, the Fed will make a decision on interest rates. On Friday, we will get the jobs report. You have reports on income, inflation, and you have earnings. Still a heavy, heavy earnings calendar highlighted by everybody's favorite tech giant, Apple. This is Money Beat from The Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Steven Grosser. Welcome to the Money Beat Show's look at the week ahead. Uh, Paul Venius, Stephen Grosser here in the studio. Uh, Mr. Grosser, how are you doing? I'm doing well. You are? Yeah. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. Looking uh,
2: forward to a busy week next week.
1: Busy week. A lot going on. I mean, if you're if you're a market type, if you're a market denizen, this is a week for you. Got a lot of data, important reports, important happenings and down in cleared, the nation's it, capital. We, we
2: cleared 20K. Lyle. And
1: the Dow's above 20K. And
2: I want to personally say that, you know, I... Uh, I prepared well, our listeners for that. You uh, did. Fact.
1: Uh, it's, it's nice of you to bring that up to, to remind people, to, to take the, to show a personal responsibility and remind us all that one week ago, you said you saw no catalyst for the Dow to go over 20,000. No catalyst. Was it the then, next uh, trading
2: session? Uh, well, and then Donald Trump took to Twitter, yeah, and proved me wrong. No, it's it's actually really interesting if you actually look at the the flow data into U.S. mutual funds. They there had been a general pullback. The week was actually last uh, the week up until Wednesday mm-hmm. was the worst week for you know uh, inflows or outflows. The most money had flowed out of U.S. mutual right, funds right. In, the, in the week ending um, this one, uh, past Wednesday. But on that Wednesday, two billion, more than two billion, flowed into U.S. mutual funds, and mostly infrastructure funds. And that also happened to be the day that you know our president signed uh, an executive order for uh, regarding the pipelines. Interesting,
1: interesting. And, and right, that well.
2: pushed the market over
1: twenty thousand. So, what um, else might come out just, of the nation's capital? I didn't expect often? that. This upcoming week, to to help us out here, we have Josh Mitchell on the line, one of our reporters, our economic our, from, from our economics team down in Washington. Josh, how are you, man?
0: I'm great. How are you?
1: We're good. We are. Uh, look, this is an exciting week. I, mean, I can't remember. This is a. I know activity. we had the holidays. and Everything was January slow. was you know, slow. January. Everything was kind of you know the elongation. Now we are getting into data, and Josh, this is a this is a, a meaty week.
0: Oh yeah. We have income data, we have inflation data, we have jobs data, we have the Fed meeting. Take take your pick.
1: Right. Oh, well, Let's well. Let's start with the Fed. Yeah, the Fed? start with the Let's start with the Fed.
0: So yeah, this will be the first time the Fed meets this year. The first time since they uh, raised interest rates in December. Um, I, I think most people don't expect them to raise rates this this time around. I think they're they're going to hold off on that. But we will probably get a better sense of when the next increase could happen. They'll 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 send out their statement and we'll have to parse the words as we usually do Mm. Uh, yeah but uh, so they'll they'll meet uh, on Wednesday
2: and do we expect any sort of commentary about you know Trump the economy um, you know coming from the Fed obviously that made up you know the December meeting there's a lot of uh, talk about the uncertainty around uh, the Trump policies
0: yeah, it's hard to tell uh, whether they will do something like that again this time. I don't think they'll explicitly uh, mention Trump, obviously. But, right. but, yeah, we'll have to look at the language and see if well, they look at those concerns again. Yeah. I
1: mean, look, the Fed's never going to come out and say either things are so great we can't believe it or the sky is falling. I mean, they're going to be very measured. But we did get that GDP report on Friday that was not particularly strong. Uh, I mean, are, you know, are there are – there legitimate concerns about the strength of this economy right you know,
0: now? You know, the thing about the GDP report is there are so many different ways to look at it. So, mm-hmm. uh, yes, uh, th- uh, the economy slowed down in the fourth quarter compared to the third quarter. But if you look at, at the six-month period, it was actually a pretty decent pickup compared to the first six months of last, of last year. Uh, also, you know, that a lot of that had to do with deal with trade. Um, and you know the, the trade is tricky because if if Americans are buying stuff from overseas, obviously that affects the the headline GDP figure. But it also means that they're in in a position to buy stuff. You know, so if they're if 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 they're, if imports are coming into the country because consumers are spending more, it kind of means that the underlying health of the economy is is good, even if even if it's not necessarily going to uh, to, to domestic companies. So mm-hmm. I, I think in general the economy looks pretty stable, pretty strong. Um, and and then the other thing to look at is the labor market, which is still looks pretty firm. So yeah, it, it was kind of a weak GDP report, in the, but in the broad scheme of things, it didn't really change the outlook.
1: Okay. Do we want to talk about What do we want to go to next? What do you think, Grocer? I think just knockout jobs. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Get
2: knock out jobs.
1: Yeah. All yeah. right. Uh, Josh Mitchell, Friday. The government reports non-farm payrolls. The mother of all queen. The queen mother of all data points. Uh, we will be live blogging it starting well before eight thirty a.m. on Friday morning. We'll break it down. You know, tear the numbers apart, put them back together, tell you what it all means. But, but Josh, give us a preview. What are we looking for on Friday?
0: Well, okay, so here's the interesting thing. This is the first job support of of Donald Trump. And, Mm. you know, he's always criticized what the real unemployment rate is. And he's said, you know, look, the the main rate that we use uh, is not an accurate rate. So I'm kind of excited to see how he takes this i mean the the projection is that the rate's going to stay the same at 4.7% does he come out and say no that's not the real rate right you know i mean so i'll i'll be eager to see what his reaction is but the the expectation is the rate stays at 4.7% which uh you know the fed considers that within its range of basically full employment um, I, just, we always have to add the, the the caveat that the labor participation rate is 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 low, right. historically speaking. So, you know, maybe we'll at some point we'll see more workers come off the sideline and that pushes the rate up. But uh, the the expectation for the number of jobs added is 170,000 that's that's uh, kind of within the the range of what the economy added on average last year which was a, de- a pretty decent year for job growth so it's kind of more of the same if it comes out that way I think uh, wages will be the big number because that that was the big number in December um, wage growth right. uh, Americans hourly wages grew 2.9 percent over the 12 months uh, through December will we can will we see that again that's that's a higher pace than what we saw in previous years and that's that's probably the biggest indication that the labor market is firming that we might be turning a corner here, and this could push the Fed to you know, con- continue to raise rates if, if it comes out that way. Yeah, you know,
1: The interesting thing is, uh, is there going to be anybody on, anybody on Friday morning from the Labor Department, is there going to be a Labor Secretary to go out before the cameras on Friday morning and take interviews and questions?
0: Yeah, that's that's a good question. I I must tell you, I have not kept up with um with with uh, with that process on Capitol Hill. I've I've been pegged to follow the education right, right. secretary pick, but uh so, yeah, yeah I, mean, I don't know. I mean uh, it's, we'll see.
1: Yeah, I mean what is it? it's Andrew Pudster, the the, the parties mm-hmm. guy is, is you know he's the pick, but he hasn't been confirmed, right? Nope. Right. So I mean who's gonna go out Friday morning from the Labor Department
0: and take the interviews? Yeah, exactly. We, we might not have anyone to answer this question. I, I don't know. And again, I want to. See what Trump tweets. I mean, that's that's right, my main right. question.
1: Well, I, I think that. Yeah, I no, think, oh, my God. He, I think, well, there's I, no I, way he could actually come out and praise that report at 4.7. Well, I mean, like, on this Friday. is the thing.
2: He took over in, on January 20th. So, I mean, like, he, he this isn't quite. He owns it. Right, right, but, right. But, like, this is the last one where he can say it. From now on, yeah, yeah. all the economic data he. he he bought it. He right. owns he it. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, and and I think that's he's he's going to have to transition from being, you know, um, you know, the critic to being the
1: outside critic to the the, the inside promoter. But, promoter, but he, he is, yeah, yeah.
2: if we know anything about Donald Trump, he can also promote. So he
1: can. All right, yeah. let's take a quick break, and when we come back, more data, more earnings, everything else is coming up next week. We will be back in one second.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Alex Partners
1: Dig gadgets? Then make tech news briefing from the Wall Street Journal a part of your day. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Money Beats. Look at your week ahead. And we've talked about the Fed. We've talked about Friday's jobs report. And those are certainly the the two biggest things on the calendar for next week. But there is more data. There's a lot else out there. Josh Mitchell, our man down in Washington, D.C., is here. And Josh, let's talk a little bit about on Monday, right? Monday we get the personal income. Well, inflation, but also we get income, right?
0: Yeah. So we get uh, household spending, uh, household incomes, and inflation. This is the report that contains the Fed's preferred inflation gauge. There's a number of inflation measures that come out during the month, and this is the one that the Fed... Looks at uh, inflation has uh, has undershot the Fed's two percent target for years now, but uh, it's starting to pick up, and so we'll 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 see if that trend continues. It's it's still not at its target, but it's been slowly picking up as oil prices recover. Um, so we'll we'll get that. Uh, household spending obviously consumers are the are the linchpin of the the U.S. economy. Um, they they you know had some pretty steady spending last year. Car sales reached a record. Uh, uh, so, you know, we'll we'll get to see, uh, you know, what what consumers are doing. It this will be interesting because the stock market surged last late last year and it's just hit twenty thousand. Um, uh, consumer confidence is at a thirteen year high. So the hope is is that if people are feeling better, if they're if they have more money and more wealth, then they're gonna you know spend that and the economy, uh, you know, picks picks up. So we'll see if that happens. <clears throat>
2: I like the ISMs. Both ISMs as a smaller data set that I think you know people Institute
1: for Supply Management. Yeah, yeah, they're both the
2: services and the manufacturing, um, and they're you know they're they're watch gauges just to see the strength of those two sectors. And I think they'll be as a as a sort of lower level economic data point something to look at.
0: Yeah, I mean you know that that that. Uh, the the ism report it's not really followed by mainstream members of the public but actually it does move markets and yes. it's a pretty it's a pretty close to the ground gauge it's a pretty timely gauge of what the manufacturing sector is doing I think the thing with the manufacturing sector right now it, it has uh, seen some pretty uh, steady activity in recent months but with the dollar gaining strength um, there is this qu- and this question of what's what's going to happen with exports obviously uh, trade was 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 a drag on the economy the, at the end of last year. So it will be interesting to see if factories are going to start to struggle uh, right now. We haven't seen signs of that too much, but, but it will give us some insight into that.
2: Yeah. The other, the other one, and this is one I think that very, very few people, <laughs> outside of you know, probably commodity traders or oil traders, uh, look at it. But it's the Baker Hughes, and the only reason I say that is the last two weeks have seen a Do you large know what the rig count. Rig count. The I've weekly seen,
1: rig count. On yeah, Friday The last,
2: PM? the last two weeks have seen a large increase in rigs in the U.S. Um, you know, the, the, with the prices up, the producers are starting to put the wells back to work. Um, you know, and is this going to get in? to a scenario where OPEC, you know, as more with U.S. production climbs back higher, are is OPEC going to start reconsidering the price cuts? Yeah, or the production cuts, I should say, um, that are supposed to bring price—well, not price cuts. Actually, the opposite, right? So it yeah. prices up. Yeah, production. Production um, the right. other thing too is I. This is a pack. This is I think you know the, these. The last two weeks have been packed with earnings. This week is going yes. to be packed, and it's going to be packed with two of the. Uh, I think the, the companies that people uh, pay the most attention to, and Facebook and Apple. Right, right.
1: You have Apple on Tuesday, Facebook it's on, on a Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, look, I mean, a- Apple is a-, a money printing machine. I mean, people get on it about the growth pro- about the growth rate. You know, it doesn't grow enough, and do they have new products? And blah blah blah. This company will it, will will show a profit of I-, I don't I don't actually I don't even know offhand what they're expected to. I should have looked it up, but I mean, seven eight billion dollars, nine ten billion. I mean, they are going to make a ton of money every three months. They make a ton of money. And, and people, all they do is complain about, you know, they don't have the new hot gadget. Well, right. But, I mean, you know,
2: you're investing for growth, and people want to see you growing. Um, and, well, you're, and, 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 you're and, investing uh, for profits, too. But I, Profits aren't of, bad. One of the big problems with, you know, that Apple face, and, you know, is its reliance on the iPhone Yeah. and how much further... Can it grow um, and, you know, really drive the stock price higher? I mean, that's the question. I right. mean, on a valuation standpoint, Apple is not that expensive.
1: Oh, no. On a valuation standpoint, it's cheap. Yeah.
2: Um, so, that that's really interesting. It'll be interesting. I, I wonder if Facebook and fake news is going to come up on its call, uh, right. given the, the amount of fur that's sort of generated um, after the election. The,
1: the interesting thing, too, about Facebook to me is, have you noticed, and Josh, are you on Facebook, too? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're all on Facebook. Have you guys noticed more ads in your feed?
0: I haven't. I have not actually.
1: I really, I have. I, I think they're putting more ads in the news feed, and I think what Facebook is realizing is that, you know, if you want to make money in this business, and this is what Twitter has not been able to do, right? Is they've realized Facebook has realized they are just a traditional ad platform. That's what they are. It's not, yeah, not about you know, the marketing, like the, the connect. It's about selling ads.
0: Yeah, but you know, right. I think Facebook's been so good about not becoming MySpace. I mean, isn't that what, yeah. what led to the downfall of MySpace? Was just too much ads, right? Right. And also, so, uh, and also, right, yeah. uh,
2: you, like, Facebook has like you know has far better engagement. It's not just Twitter's problem is engagement usage and all that and growing. Um, Facebook doesn't have like Facebook's underlying metrics are far better than Twitter's are.
1: But I think I just personally I think I'm I'm seeing more ads in my Facebook feed, and I think they've kind of realized that their their path to growth I think is they, just going to be selling ads. I think
2: they, real, I mean, like when they made that turn, yeah, in 2000, you know, like the year after, almost a year after going public, it was because they realized ads, and it was also in like you know the realization of mobile. But what you saw at that moment, almost a year after they went public, was that Facebook could turn, you know, switch the levers. And generate a lot of money.
1: Yeah, I think they've I think they've switched the levers I even more lately. I wouldn't be I'm surprised telling you, I think they're, they're putting pricing. more ads in there. Um,
2: but beyond that, that's beyond that. The, like I also think that the other thing I was gonna say in turn on the earnings calendar is you are some of the big um, oil companies and right. one of the interesting things just this is sort of looking back, but two thousand sixteen is gonna go down earnings for the oil companies fell 85% in 2016. That is the worst since 2008 when the financial crisis, in the midst of the financial crisis, when the banks saw, the the, the S&P 500 financial sector saw a 112% decrease (laughs) in earnings. Um, So, uh, with that said, 2017. Oil companies—they're looking at over a 400% increase in earnings. Bob, easy comps, you know, easy comps—they call that.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because you know Trump comes into office, and you know it's like the opposite of Obama. Obama had an economy that was you know obviously in oh, yeah. a tailspin, right. and now Trump—he might be hitting a sweet spot here. With you have consumers—they're they're feeling great. You have the stock market booming. You have oil companies turning things around. Uh, you know there's uh and if and if there's this infrastructure spending plan that comes through it just there's a lot of things that could actually lead to stronger growth uh, in 2017 yeah, yeah. So, uh, or like the second half and into the beginning of right. 2018. So
1: ExxonMobil is on Tuesday keep yeah. an eye out for them. And then just yeah, there's a lot of I mean you know Ch- Chipotle, GoPro, you know, so you have some of those sort of those hot rah rah stocks out there, Mastercard, Visa, United, UPS on Tuesday. That's always a good read into the economy. Um, what else is on here? Kind of looking at that's interesting. You know, I don't know. Well, what's, what's the Philips, latest with yeah, what's Thursday. the
0: latest with Chipotle after their. Uh after their big uh, food crisis last year, have they fully recovered?
2: They have not fully recovered, um, but uh, you know, they uh, people seem to have the opinion. I think starting in like the la- like uh, third quarter that they started to move, you know, right the ship and essentially started moving um, back to where they were. That was my general uh, gist of like the you know and of their earnings, yeah.
1: um, if I'm remembering correctly. I think you're right. I don't follow them that closely, but that's my sense of it, too. I think you're you're right about that. So a lot going on next week. Josh Mitchell, thank you very much. We appreciate the time. Sure. Uh, Steven Grosser, Paul Vigna, everyone, thank you for listening, and we will talk to you again soon. For more podcasts, check us out at wsj.com podcasts. Become a subscriber on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and now look for us on the Google Play Music app on Android devices.
2: This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore.